0: But I think there's something that happens to you through the process of, you know, becoming a mother where you learn things you can't learn any other way. (laughs) And and I think it's a case of where God starts to shape you because it's very uncomfortable Um, and you have to be somebody you were not (laughs) yesterday.
1: Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word, share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www christianwomeninbusiness.com.au Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Good day and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It is so great to have you here. Welcome if you are new to the podcast show. This is a place where we want to share stories and wisdom to help inspire you and grow your business. And today on the show, we have a um, one of our foundation members. So this foundation member lives all the way in Melbourne, which I guess isn't that far if you're listening from the other side of the world from Australia, but <laughs> it's a long way in Australia. So this foundation member has had lots of Different experiences and stories that lead up to where she is today, but I won't get into it too much. So, I'll get into her bio and then we'll share stories and wisdom. So, for over two decades, this lovely lady has been dedicated to helping others dream, change, and grow. She is a strong advocate of faith and the development of individual potential and success, which is why she founded graceandconfidence.com. This person who is amazing, believes it is her true calling to inspire and release people into the full opportunity of their God-designed potential. Today on the show, we have Sharon. How are you going, Sharon? Oh, I'm all
0: good now that I've got the heater on and warmed my feet. (laughs)
1: Yes, it suddenly dropped very cold in Australia. Very
0: cold, very cold. I'm not made for the cold. No.
1: <laughs> Bless you. So what's been happening in your world lately? Well, lots of uh, lots of
0: change and development and all sorts of opportunities happening. And it's always very exciting to, you know, I, I think part of the journey of being a Christian and being in faith is that you, you just kind of never know what's going to, pop up in front of you. And that's part of my experience of faith, <laughs> you know. it uh, Just when you think you've figured it all out, God does something else that takes you in a whole new direction.
1: That's right. He certainly does. So why don't you tell us a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today?
0: Wow. Okay. So my story is probably, I mean, it's not the same as other people, but obviously we... <laughs> particularly as women, I think we all go through many points of transition, don't we, in, in our life where we've got to make a decision one way or the other and, and it can change the course of your life. And um, you know, as women, we do it, doesn't matter if it's our career or whether we get married or children. You know, we've got these transition points, or I always call it like a pivot point because it can change you off course or on course, you know, depending on what you decide. Yeah. And um For me, I guess the biggest one, of course, was the day that Jesus came into my life and it completely transformed my life and sent me down a whole new trajectory that I didn't know was possible. But my story includes, you know, over 13 years of online business and I've had two e-commerce stores and that has involved... Physical sales as well and, you know, party plan and fundraisers with kindergartens and, you know, and that that ultimately actually got us on a current affair and different other media things in Australia. Um, So that was an interesting journey. I think we were called online divas or something at one point, my girlfriend and I, which was a lot of fun. But that journey of business, you know, and learning about marketing and budgets and all that great fun stuff. And um, But what I found in the journey of business was that I was always reaching, a. I I could go so far, but I was always kind of reaching a cap of what I was capable of. And so that took me on a journey of personal growth and development because I knew I had to become better at it. I had to be better all around. And that part of my journey took me into the John Maxwell team which is uh, you know John Maxwell is probably the number one leadership they call him a guru I hate that word but anyway he's a leadership expert in the world and he has a coaching development program so I went and joined that um, because I wanted to develop myself and I wanted the skill of coaching and found a whole other world of uh, leadership and personal growth and And that took me down the path where I am now of coaching and consulting because I realized my skill was better served helping people to um, really walk in everything to raise their level of, of effectiveness, but also become profitable, you know, in their business, more strategic. And so I guess, you know, that's a kind of a small portion of my story, but the overarching, you know, the biggest part of my story is the 25 years I've spent in international gospel ministry. And that was that part of my life when I met Christ and decided to jump all in and went down this path of really, I wanted the Bible kind of Christianity. I wasn't going to be satisfied with what I was what I had seen other people doing because just, you know, I wanted more and I wanted God in a real way. And that pathway took me into a ministry that was kind of a blend of Billy Graham and Reinhard Bonnke. You know, we were doing citywide crusades, preaching the gospel. and And, you know, there's nothing like seeing thousands of people give their life to Christ and the signs and wonders, miracles, people's lives being transformed and, you know, people who couldn't have babies having babies and people who were poverty-stricken having prosperous businesses and things like that. I mean, incredible, incredible stories. And everywhere from like Rwanda to the Marshall Islands and, you know, throughout Australia. And so, you know, that that taking faith out into the streets if you like you know the the real the faith into the nations has been where my passion has been and so when you combine that with the you know with the biblical endorsement of god for business and leadership of you know bringing people into their true influence and prosperity in the because we we're called to touch nations you know we're not called to be small and so to rise to that challenge, you have to have faith because without it, we can't please God, right? That's what the Bible tells you. So you need to grow yourself. And so, you know, in business we can tend to be so focused on the little technicalities, you know, we've got to build a website, we've got to have systems, you know, and all the rest of it, which is really important. And I've spent a lot of time working with people, you know, looking at their website and and going over their marketing and talking about clients and things like that because that is critical to the business side but what I found is a lot of Christians fall into the trap of doing it the world's way right we end up getting overwhelmed and tired and we're struggling in doubt and fear and we lack focus because we are trying to do it the way other people are doing it and God has uniquely designed us to to thrive in what he has purposed for our lives, and that is a different way than anybody else. You know, you are not made like anyone else, and and so I found that all the combination of my background, when I'm working with people, inevitably is calling out that purpose in them, and it's calling out who they are in Christ, and and really um, making them grounded in the scriptures so they know who they are and whose they are but then they have the strategy of business as well you know and that's where I end up you know and 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 I guess that journey of the the coaching consulting world I was trying to find my way for a little while you know I was doing a bit of life coaching and a bit of leadership and this and that and and God was just challenging me over the last few years and saying you know the Christians need to step up. They're supposed to be influencing the nation. You know, the kingdom has to, you have to be the light on the hill. And in Australia in particular, you know, where I always think we're like submarines, (laughs) you know, know if you know what I mean? Like (laughs) no Christianity in Australia, you know, it's like, we're all undercover, you know, people come out and say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, Jesus. You know, we're the American culture is very much you're able to do that, right? You, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm faith, whatever they do. <laughs> and in Australia, it's just not like that, and um, and so there's a whole mindset shift, right? You know, for Australians to position themselves in the marketplace um, and be identified as Christians and and be a voice for the things of God that doesn't mean you have to have Jesus branding but it means that you have there's an element of where you have to own who you are completely in whatever it is that you do and so I think that that journey if you like and the pulling together of all those threads you know because in the middle of all of this I, I was married and I had three children in three years which is complete lunacy and i don't recommend it for anyone thinking of having children Uh, have you got children sarah jane no i don't okay so don't do the three in three years
1: okay got it. i've still got to try and be convinced to do the first one yet (laughs) i just saw my sister-in-law go through giving birth to a baby and yeah (laughs) well i didn't see it like she told me the experience (laughs) yeah i prefer puppies right now
0: (laughs) Yes, that's right. And I think it can scare people, but um, but I think there's something that happens to you through the process of you know becoming mother, where you learn things you can't learn any other way. <laughs> and, and I think it's a case of where God starts to shape you, because um, it's very uncomfortable, um, and you have to be somebody you were not yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, that was probably the hardest transition I ever did because I was very dependent and did lots of things and, you know, life was exciting. And suddenly I was stuck at home and that's how I saw it. Right. And I was always doing the same thing every day. And my husband was going out to work and I just became this misery guts. Right. Because I was so focused on me and what I was missing out on and blah, blah, blah. But there's always a point in time where you have to take responsibility for your own life. Right. you, you have to take responsibility for your faith, your life, your decisions. Like you can't blame your husband, your kids, anybody else, any other external circumstance. Um, And you have to be able to partner with God and say, yes, God, you know, I'm going to pick my socks up and get my act together. And, you know, and I guess that journey has always helped me really. I end up working with a lot of women because, you know, there's a lot of stuff we've got to navigate even, and so to run your business, you know, you're contending with family and other people's expectations and then this faith element. What what does God like? And You know what I mean? So yeah. We make it very complicated for ourselves, I think, sometimes.
1: Yeah, we sure do. So thanks for sharing that story. It's like God's taking you on a journey of faith and adventure along with business, like what an... Awesome background and journey to have been taken on. So I'm sure within your story, you've developed some wisdom along the way and learned a few lessons. So what are your five top tips on your craft that if someone, um, you know, our listeners are listening to this, they're in business or they're about to start business or, you know, they're a seasoned business business owner what would you share as your five tips okay well
0: I guess a starting point that I tend to go to with clients especially because as women we have so many different ideas right and we've got so many things on our plate it's like you've got things at home and you know at church and in whatever so where our focus can be quite scattered. There's times when we can't reach our goals. We're not as productive as we want and we, we just don't know what to do. So we're trying to do everything well. (laughs) And you know, you, you can't have a successful business that's profit making. If your focus is all over the place, You, you just can't do it. And you need to have a system to be more productive. So what I like to do is run people actually through the five steps to, to actually create focus. And I, and I really encourage people to do it on a weekly basis because it helps you start to frame things. So the first thing I always say to them is to do a brain dump. Everything that's in your head, it doesn't matter if it's a key cut, dog to the vet, you know, look at the bus timetable, do your budget, plan your email sequence, you know, prepare lunch for the church fate, whatever it is, you put it all down on a giant piece of paper. Every little thing that is in your mind, because our mind creates open loops and they are continually going on until you have given that thought somewhere to go. And so we need to allocate it somewhere. We need to put the thoughts there. I don't know what you're like. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning with a list of everything that I didn't do in the day. Or...
1: Oh, absolutely not. No, I'm a fast asleep at that time of day. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yeah. no, I, you know, it's
0: like our minds and mind, my mind never turns off. So I always <laughs> say to people, do a brain dump. The second thing is to then give it definition. So you need to start to allocate like – create groups of things, you know, where they come under different headings, you know, whether it's family, business, whatever, and start to prioritize, look at each one of those things and think, is it, do I have to do it? Can I get someone else to do it? Can I outsource that? All right. If I have to do it, what of what kind of priority is it? Is it this week or can it be next week? Because otherwise we try to fill our week with everything, and we don't achieve the thing that is our goal to do. And before we know it, we set a goal and it's three months down the track and we're still thinking, oh, I haven't really got there yet. Well, because it was not prioritised and it got filled with everything else. Yeah. So in the middle there, the third part I always say to people is it is okay to make a decision and be prepared. You know, you can change that decision. The reality of your life is that not every decision Is unchangeable. But you need to make a decision and take action to get some clarity. So you know, I think a lot of people struggle to make a decision. What's right, what's wrong, what's priority. And you need to it's okay to make a decision.
1: And it's okay to delete stuff as well. What's (laughs) that? It's okay to delete stuff. So you (laughs) know, you might have had something on your to do list for three months now and it's still not done. I'm guessing that it's on that list for three months because it's never going to get done so don't be afraid to delete things off your list either like just let them go give it to god if it if you're meant to do it it'll pop up again and it'll get put back on the list but yeah like once you've set your priorities and you know you need to make a decision on what you're going to do and take action if something is on there that you haven't taken action on for more than you know six weeks then just get rid of it
0: Absolutely. I mean, we could have put it on there because we saw someone else do it and we thought it was a great idea, but it's not, it is not our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that, you know, that ability to commit but be prepared to adjust, you know. Um, uh, So the fourth one is to, to then create deadlines for those things to give yourself a framework of time. Um, You know, like the brain works very well in 90-day increments in terms of setting a goal and achieving. Like that's why a lot of people struggle to have a year-long goal and five-year goal, you know, because the brain can't really – um grab hold of it in any real way we, so we need to break down our goals to make them achievable and when you start to create deadlines you actually and think about it some things are going to take you longer some things will be shorter some things are delegatable if that's even a word <laughs> yeah. so you know i like to get people to then say okay when are you going to do that or when are you going to allocate that? Like, let's get it off the list and done or moved on or part done, you know. And um, and then the fifth one is to actually start implementing. You know, put it in your diary, put it in your reminders, set timers for yourself during the day and create momentum. Because in momentum comes growth and comes, you know, even more ideas and focus and, you know, and then, at re- ultimately you want to rinse and repeat you want to do it every week because by the time the weekend comes you've got all these new ideas or new options or new relationships and you know we can end up in the same boat so i this is where i start with a lot of people and or Maybe not everybody, but for some people, they really need to learn how to focus to become, you know, to increase their productivity. And that doesn't mean you're working more. In fact, most of the time when you create focus, you can reduce the amount of time you're working yeah. because it's far more effective, you know, instead of scattered all over the place.
1: Yeah, that's right. So just to recap, we've got one, um, do a brain dump, two, give it definition three it's okay to make a decision and take action on it four create a deadline for those things so you kind of under the pump and you need to get it done (laughs) and five start implementing and put these things in your diary to do and then once you've done it rinse and repeat so start again with the other one that's awesome so Excellent. if you're struggling with focus or um, productivity, um, Sharon, you've created a free giveaway, is that right? That's
0: right. You can download that list at graceandconfidence.com backslash CWIB, Christian Women in Business.
1: Awesome. So then you can print that off um, and put it, next to your desk on the wall so it's there and you can follow it each day making sure that you keep on track and um, don't lose focus on where you're going so um, Sharon what is your Bible verse for this season and why
0: okay so I actually have a couple, but I'm going to give you one because this is the one that, you know, a few years back I had the privilege of standing on a stage in Vanuatu in Port Villa and on the stage was the prime minister, some government officials, the church leaders, and we were standing in front of thousands of people. And I remember that moment standing there looking at this thing going on and people giving their life to Christ And, you know, just your mind is boggling with what God has done. And that there's that moment when you think, wow, you know, this is where God has brought me. And my husband and I, our businesses have helped fund this and it's helped get us there. The life of possibility in Christ is endless if we can dream. And the Lord gave me a scripture, which is in Deuteronomy 32, verse 13. And it was, he made him ride on the high places of the earth and that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. So for me, that scripture is you know, the high places of the earth are exactly what it says. You know, yeah. you don't know where, how high and how far God can take you. And to eat the increase of the field, I mean, that's the abundance, right? That's the prosperity of the blessing of Abraham in our lives and the honey and the oil of Jesus Christ, you know, the Holy ghost, all these things that can be in our life. And so that is my scripture. That's the one that I live by and that's my experience. So, um,
1: that's the one I carry around. That's awesome. So tell us, how do you personally incorporate God into your business on a, on a daily basis or weekly basis? How is it that you bring God into your business?
0: Well, I think that uh, a lot of times with coaching, you know, it depends if you're coaching or you're running a training program in a group setting or, you know, how it is you're delivering content. But um, oftentimes I will pray with people, particularly if they've asked for it, um, you know, because sometimes people struggle and they want to really get connected with God and increase their faith. And other times it's really... I myself am working with people, and I am really endeavouring to listen to the Holy Spirit while I'm listening to them. Um, you know, and that's my biggest goal is to be able to create something of worth that God is proud of. And when you're working with someone for their sake and for the kingdom of God, so that's just part of. What I do because it is framed about helping, particularly Christian women. I don't have to be; it doesn't have to be Christians that I work with. But I'm just finding a trend that, you know, people are—they uh, want that blend, you know, <laughs> of confidence.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So, where do you hang out on social media? Where can our listeners find you? Well. I'm probably predominantly on Facebook, really, which
0: is just my name. So, facebook.com at Sharon uh, Sharon Ludlow. Um, and I do have Instagram, but I'm very kind of half-hearted about Instagram. It's one. It's on my list of getting interested in. But <laughs> I have not
1: migrated there fully yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I know it's like a whole world of opportunity out there, but you know, you've got to find uh, where your audience are, what suits you, and get really good at it once you've got exactly. really good at one, then move on to the next one and try and adopt another one because there's no point in trying to do it all and then not getting anywhere with any of it. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge. And listeners, remember, if you want to grab your free downloadable uh, Five Ways to Focus and Be More Productive, you can find that at graceandconfidence.com forward slash WIB is that right?
0: Yeah, Christian Women in Business. Yeah, the CWIB. I just thought it was easier.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. Awesome. So, yes, thank you for coming on the show. Listeners, it's been absolutely awesome to have you here. If you've got any feedback or um, questions for Sharon, feel free to contact her or send them in to fill out a contact form on the website and send them in and we'll pass them on. We'd love to hear from you. If you found this helpful, we'd love it if you could share it with your friends and even give us a review on um, itunes so we'll see you next time thanks again sharon thanks for having me and you're listening to the christian women in business podcast show catch you next time sarah jane here i hope you enjoyed the podcast we'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends please rate our podcast on itunes and for more information about becoming a member of christian women in business head over to our website www. Christian Catch you next time.